Music Podcasts. Hi guys, welcome to Learn Kenyan Law with Wanjiko. I am really glad you're back. I am your host, Wanjiko Mwangi. And today I am joined in by a very interesting individual who is going to uh, introduce herself. Karibu sana, Ms. Aruka. Introduce yourself. Asante sana, Wanjiko, mm-hmm. for inviting me here today. Karibu. And I'm well uh, pleased mm-hmm. to be among the guests of today's uh, discussion. Yes, karibu sana. And so for, um, for today's discussion, the theme is about encouraging women to participate in politics and we're also encouraging the general public to also believe in the women who are trying to campaign that they can actually do this job. So what is your take when it comes to women participating in politics? I would say that uh, when it comes to women participating in uh, politics or even in any sector that yeah. they can take leadership on, yeah. I believe that uh, uh, women are uh, a powerful change True. and I believe that uh, with them taking positions in these uh, sectors or even in this politics, yeah. they can bring change because uh, women are carers, because women are uh, givers yes, and sure. uh, I believe that uh, there is that inclusivity when it comes to to uh, to a to a woman uh, participating in politics. Yeah, so generally, yeah, yeah, I really understand what you mean. You're generally talking about um, the fact that we have women in politics is all about inclusivity. It's all about diversity. We're also saying that um, women are caring people. You know, personally, I actually believe women see the future. You know, they're able to paint the future in a very um, bright way, so to speak. I also believe that um, when we're having a woman uh, in a leadership position, for example, in politics, so to speak, I feel like that provides a platform for inspiration to our younger people, you know. They become good mentors to our to our younger people and the rest of the girls, so mm. to speak. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know, um, would you really, from where you're sitting from, are you a champion of women in uh, in politics specifically? Because most of us feel like politics is a man game, you know, for the men only. I do believe politics uh, is for everyone. Yes. So long as there is that, uh, uh, what 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 you are bringing to to your people, or yeah. even what you are bringing to that constituency that yes. you are vying for. Yeah. And I believe that uh, if women can participate in in politics mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, be supported by these men mm-hmm. and even be supported by the p- general public, yeah. I believe that uh, they can bring change. You know, yeah, I really understand what you're trying to say. You're saying that women are generally powerful agents of change. And what I'm also getting from you is that there's a lot of benefits when it comes to diversity. You know, when we are, we're having a leadership which is diverse, when you also have a leadership that is gender parity, things become easier, so to speak. And so, um, bev- so as we're delving in into this matter, I'd also want us to talk about the history of women in leadership when it comes to, you know, here in Africa. Because sometimes you hear people reasoning and saying that, you know, women belong in the kitchen, women belong in the, you know, giving bathroom, you know, or a woman should not even probably leave the house. Let's talk about the history that we have as Africans, even as Kenyans. When it comes to leadership, and I'm talking about 1915, 1900s, 1800s, that's the kind of history I want us to talk about. Let me lead this discussion um, with Mekatilili Wameza, who was also called um, Nyazi Wameza. 
So Bekatilili Wamenza is a very instrumental woman leader, actually very inspiring to me personally. Mm-hmm. And um, from what I know when it comes to Mekatilili Wamenza is that he was really um, passionate about Kenyan independence. She's actually an active she was actually an activist when it came to, you know, ensuring that our borders were protected against the British invasion. I don't know if you've heard about her. Have you heard about Mekatilili Wamenza? Yes, I have heard about Mekatilili Wamenza and uh my cue that uh, she was a powerful uh, woman in making decisions and yeah. even fighting for col- uh, for uh, against colonial uh, regime. Yeah, and I believe that she did a, a good job, and mm-hmm. uh, the community believed in her. Yeah, because what she fought for was brought change to that community. Yeah, so true, so true. And you remember, she, she number one, when she was fighting for uh, Kenyan independence as an activist, she was a widow, let us remember that. And when you're talking about the Giriyama people, you're talking about um, in Kilifi County specifically. So if we're looking at our history, and as you've said, um, Miss Aruka, you've said that the motivation was economic and social cultural concern. So basically we're saying that according to Mekatilili Wamenza, she was really concerned about, you know, preventing the laborers from being employed by the colonial authorities. If we can remember very well, we remember that during colonization there was a lot of forced labor. So basically this woman who was a leader in her community was trying to protect her people against being, you know, exploited when it came to you know, providing labor uh, to the colonialists. Another important thing that I'd also want us to mention when it comes to Mekatilili mm-hmm. is that um, she was also really concerned about the Western influence in terms of the fact that it was eroding the Giriyama culture. So these two were actually the, some of the most um, important foundations in terms of what mo- really motivated her in, you know, becoming an activist when it came to, um, to you know, um, uh, preventing the British from colonizing us and invading our territory. Yeah, so um, what are your two cents about that? O- what is another thing that you feel like Mekatilili did? Um, I feel like uh, where you have said about uh, uh, culture, mm-hmm. I felt like uh, when these colonizers uh, uh, came to to Kenya, yeah. definitely they wanted us to be like them, mm-hmm. and they wanted us to uh, to act like them, yeah. in the sense that we forget our culture, mm-hmm. and uh, what I know in Africa, culture defines us, yes, and culture so. uh, gives us that specific uh, identity. Yes. Yes. So, um, in, in her fighting against this uh, Colonizers, yes. I I believe that that was a very strong and uh, powerful move. Because up to date, yes, we have this generation, but uh, in that generation, we we, we the parents, we can still, you know, or we with the women, we can still instill that culture in this. Yeah. uh, To these young generations. Yes, for sure, for sure. And they really need it. And um, another thing that I remember about Mekatilili Wamenza is that when, you know, these British colonialists came, and specifically, let's talk about the specific administrator who was known as the Arthur Champion. Arthur Champion went to her community and she gave demands to the people. You know, he was there telling the people what he really expected of them, what should be done. And Mekatilili was very um, instrumental in opposing 
what this specific British person was saying. And Mekatilili went ahead and even gave a verbal oath that she's not going to be involved with all these, you know, all the demands that this specific person was talking about. If we can also remember from history, you know, this all this I learned just from our history in class, I remember. We remember when we were talking about Mekatilili Wamenza is that she, I remember there was a time she held a large meeting and she was able to administer an oath to both men and women. And basically when they were taking this oath, they were vying to never cooperate with the colonial authorities. And even when we read our history more, you're going to see that some of these people who, the researchers who talk about Mekatilili Wamenza, they used to say that her people used to avoid cooperating with the colonial authorities, but they respected the oath that they took. So for me, this as a woman um, shows me that women are able to, you know, drive their community, you know, and, and, and you know, um, conquer something. For example, if the task is not letting someone invade our territory. A woman is a warrior. From what I'm seeing from Mekatilili Wamenza, Mekatilili Wamenza was a warrior. And, you know, we've talked about the fact that she was just a widow. Yeah, so um, I don't know. Um, do you have anything to add when it comes to Mekatilili? I want to say that... Uh even if a woman is uh, is widowed, yeah, there is that uh, drive that drives her, and uh, you know, uh, she wants she 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 wants to prove to this uh, community that uh, actually a woman can lead, and actually a woman can uh, can uh, you know can perform better yeah. than men, yeah, because. Uh, um, in Giriama community, there was that uh, space where a woman could air out their views mm -hmm. and where a woman could, uh, you know, give give her mind, give her thought. Yeah. And uh, you've just spoken about giving the oath. Yeah. In the African uh, culture, one taking an oath was deemed, like, it was deemed as uh, as a... It's, it was actually a very serious thing you know people didn't take oath just for nothing yes yeah. and you could abide by that oath yeah failure to you abiding by that oath uh had consequences yes, and sure. uh since we believe that mekatilili had the best interest of her community yeah and uh due to due to her fault again yeah. as the colonial yeah. led uh, to some so consequences that uh for sure, for sure. It did lead to some consequences because at the end of it all, we remember that she was actually arrested and exiled in Kisi. She was taken to Kisi from Kilifi County. She was exiled to Kisi. However, um, from history, we see that five years later, she, reta she returned to her native area and she was still able to continue with the fight of opposing the colonialists. So basically, from what we've talked about, Mekatilili, who is a very instrumental woman here in Kenya, here in Giriyama, um, when it comes to the Giriyama people, people in Kilifi County, this is a figure that is actually um, a lot of inspiration to even us as women and us, uh, our younger um, generation. Let's talk about someone else called um, Quindate Yala. Miss mm -hmm. Aruka, have you heard of Quindate? Yes, I have heard about Quindate yeah. Yala, and yeah. uh, she's from uh, Senegal. Yeah. And uh, she was from uh, Walo Kingdom. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember from history, um, most of us as Africans, we had kingdoms. We did not actually really have countries 
per se. Uh, this is something that came up later after the Berlin conference, so to speak. But uh, you, you I, I like, I really like Queen Date Yala because um, Queen Date was really instrumental in fighting against the French colonization. This is a woman who was leading an army of more than 20,000 men to fight against um, the French colonizers from coming inside her territory. Mm -hmm. And if we remember this specific kingdom, Number one, it was ruled by a woman, you know, and she, when she was uh, still uh, undergoing this, um, this fight against the French colonialists, she was actually also working together with her sister. And I remember when we started, we, we talked about the element of, uh, you know, a woman being a good person when it comes to working as a team. Yeah. You know, I don't know what else can you remember about Queen Dateala. I remember that uh, uh, while she was, you know, uh, working side by side by her sister mm -hmm. and uh, whereby he also took the throne. Yes. Uh, she fought against the Moors yeah. or the Traza who were encroaching the territory. Yeah. I mean, when we look at this history of this woman, uh, there is that, there is that uh, protection. Yeah. Because when we come to women, um, even taking care of their children, there, w there will be protection and there will be uh, boundaries where you as a mother or you as a woman, um, you will fight so hard for this child Yeah. in the sense that... Uh, you're basically protecting one of your own. Yes. Yeah. So I, I hear you talking about maternal nature. You know, we're saying that ma our maternal instincts are also very instrumental in however we're conducting our leadership, you know. Because if I am leading a community, for example, if I'm, I'm a leader of Kenya, if I'm a senator of, you know, Naivasha or I'm a senator of Nairobi as a woman, mm -hmm. I am basically protecting all the people in Nairobi, my maternal instincts are, you know, are still kicking. So basically, as I remember, you really actually even said at our introduction, you said that women are really instrumental when it comes to taking care of other people. So that is actually what you're seeing when it comes to Queen Date. Yes. Uh, interesting. Another thing that I remember about Queen Date, is, Queen Date is the fact that she was a signatory and a co-signatory of many official documents when it came, you yes. know, when they were negotiating between the France, mm -hmm. uh, between France and the Walu Kingdom. Mm -hmm. So what does that in itself depicts as someone, a woman who is able to make decisions? Yes. You know, a woman who is able to sign to an agreement. And if you go against this agreement, this woman is very vocal in saying that these are the consequences if you go against this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I believe that uh, 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 Queen Ndate uh, yeah. signing these documents mm -hmm. that uh, were in the interest of the community against the French. Yeah, it really showed that uh, women should actually be empowered to uh, to be given education yeah. equally yes. as uh, as men. Yeah, and uh, when you, when you, when you, when you when you teach a woman definitely just know that uh, you have taught a nation you have taught a community a so community. basically when one woman is enlightened you have enlightened the whole community so to speak yes great um so um let's talk about another instrumental figure when it comes to women in leadership in terms of our history and this is queen nzinga of ndongo and mataba i don't know if you've heard about queen nzinga of ndongo I've heard of her uh, partially. Uh huh. Yes. 
Uh, and you remember this queen is from Angola. So right now um, the place is called Angola. Mm-hmm. So Queen Nzinga was actually um, one of the things I remember about this queen specifically mm-hmm. is that she received military and political training as a child. Mm-hmm. And you see the way you're saying that once you train, once you educate a woman, you're educating a whole community. Yeah. So basically from the military and political training that Queen Nzinga received as a child, mm-hmm. it was very instrumental in her reign, you know, because later she became a queen. Mm-hmm. And we saw that she really demonstrated a lot of, you know, energy when it comes to um, diffusing political crisis mm-hmm. because she was an ambassador of Angola when it when they were trying to protect mm-hmm. um, against the Portuguese, you know, invasion, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. So um, Queen Nzinga is actually very um, instrumental when it comes to negotiation mm-hmm. when i when i hear kunzinga i hear of a woman who was able to negotiate on behalf of her community mm-hmm. and this is what we're saying that women in leadership are also capable of negotiating on behalf of both men and women mm-hmm. so i don't know if there's anything else we can talk about when it comes to kunzinga wow Wanjiko, when you say that uh, Queen Zinga was a military trained and politically uh, trained as a child yeah. that means a lot to this uh uh, to this uh, uh, gender yeah, for as, sure. a, as, a, as a woman yeah. because I believe that um, women were believed to be in the uh, kitchen, kitchen yeah. and even train their ch- children, take care of their... Yeah. I just want to say that uh, the history of uh, Queen Zinga mm-hmm. really ignites uh, power and really ignites uh, uh, strength of a woman yeah. because a woman joining military is not something For that sure. can happen yeah it's not something easy even it's a woman in military easy. and surviving that uh, training. P- training yeah it is really uh something it is really something. Even actually when I walk and I see women in the police department, I have a, a lot of respect for them. Mm-hmm. You know, women in the police department, women in the KDFs, women yes. in the Marine, women in the Army. I'm like, my goodness, you people. Mm-hmm. You know, the strength that is emanating from just me as a woman, seeing mm-hmm. a fellow woman mm-hmm. in leadership in terms of even protecting our country. Mm-hmm. So I have a question. If we are able to give a um, chance for a woman to participate in the police to participate in the army, mm-hmm. to participate in the marine, mm-hmm. to participate in all that. Mm-hmm. You know, basically that woman is protecting our country. Mm-hmm. That woman is putting her life on the line. Then why not do we, do we like really second guess ourselves when it comes to electing a woman in a position? I don't know why people second guess when, uh, when electing or even selecting a woman. Mm-hmm. It does not matter whether a woman is a uh, persons with disabilities yes. don't look at the the external look at what this woman is bringing to the table sure. and look at the policies that this uh, woman is actually bringing to this community yeah. because uh, the world has changed yeah. and everything is changing whereby women are being empowered to educate mm-hmm. to, to, to education mm-hmm. and women are being empowered to take positions in even corporate uh, sectors yeah. and even women are being empowered to lead look at how uh, in the judiciary system yeah Kome, and yeah. even the uh, magistrate and judges who are yes. being appointed yeah. by the JSC you will see that they are women and I and I and I'm really grateful that uh, Kenya is now seeing this mm-hmm. and uh, seeing uh, seeing that uh, when we give these women this chance, yeah. 
then definitely there will be a gradual change yeah. when it comes to these positions. So yeah, so it's fruitful, so it to is, speak. Yeah. And you know, the other day I was reading an article from the Council of Legal Education, mm-hmm. um, and they were saying, it was actually, I think, a tweet, mm-hmm. and they were saying that they have admitted more women than men this time. Wow. So not only are we talking about women, um, uh, not only are we talking about Mother Kome, mm-hmm. we're also saying that women also see this as an inspiration. When mm-hmm. I see that the chief, you know, uh, the head of judiciary is a woman mm-hmm. as a young lawyer and mm-hmm. a woman i am motivated i am like so there is a space for me as a woman in mm-hmm. this you know at this particular field mm-hmm. and as I've, as we've said we've talked about queen zinga and we've said like queen zinga was really instrumental when it came to negotiation and she was also a fighter of her people you know because she was protecting her you know her, her territory from pro- portuguese invasion for like 37 years true so again then we see an element of a woman protecting you know, her community again, as we've, we keep on saying that once you give a woman an elective position, once you give a woman an opportunity to lead, be guaranteed that your interest is at heart True. when it comes to leadership to yes. that woman. Yeah. Yes. So um, can we speak about another important queen who is the queen of Kush known as Queen Amani Renas? Hi. Yes, we can. <laughs> we can speak about her. So have you heard about the queen of Kush? I've heard a little bit about Queen of uh, uh, Queen of Kush. Uh-huh. She was in from Kush Kingdom. Yes, uh, and uh, she led the Kushites yeah. army against the Romans mm-hmm. in a war that lasted three years. Yeah, and three years is such a long period of time. Yes. Yeah. And my cue, it was a woman who was leading this exactly. War. So now, guys, please tell me yeah. why should we not? Why, why? Why should we not elect? <laughs> why should Kenya not elect women? Yeah, why should this? we not elect women in a, in a, you know, in, in this election that we are going to? I like yeah. the way you're asking it. Yeah, kindly just True. send us a message. If you feel like we should not be electing a woman during this election, feel free to engage us in this discussion. Because right now I'm really motivated by the Queen of Kush, Queen Amadi Renas, so to speak. Because she was able to lead a fight that lasted for three good years. Mm-hmm. Do you know what three years is to mm-hmm. a woman? Mm-hmm. You've already had your menstrual period. You've already had your cramps. You've, if you are giving birth, you gave birth during this three-year period. And you are still able yes. to yeah. lead these people in war against trauma and invasion. You are still mm-hmm. able to conduct your duties, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I hear people saying that, you know, sometimes a woman will need a maternity leave. You know, there are actually people who are not really... Um, are not good advocates when it comes to employing women because they are guaranteed in a span of two years that woman will leave the office for like five months or so. True, yes. So if this woman was able to lead, you know, she's also known as the Nubian queen. Mm -hmm. This Nubian queen was able to leave um, all that and, uh, you know, protect her own territory from the Portuguese invasion for three good years. It is all about the best interest of a community. Exactly. All about the best interest of that uh that uh, that those group yeah. of people yeah. because um guys women 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 mm-hmm. if they are given this chance which i know and i believe that uh we kenyans mm-hmm. we are learned mm-hmm. and we are evolving yeah. yes believe that uh, give these women a chance a chance yeah. don't look at at uh, at uh, the qualifications which i believe they're not qualified enough mm-hmm. because i believe um 
some people will ask are you married do you have a husband <laughs> yeah do you have a child yeah do you have i don't know what else i just want to say that uh, that does not uh, qualify me running for this position what qualifies me is what i'm bringing to the table to the yeah. table for my community yeah for sure for sure and i really agree with you and i like the way you're putting it whether i have a child or not whether i am married or not mm-hmm. whether i am pregnant or not you know i can yes. still do my duties yes. very nicely even yes. probably yes. even better than people who are not Mm-hmm. married or a fellow man mm-hmm. so that should not be a factor that you're supposed to be looking at it and you're asking yourself should I really give Wanjiko mm-hmm. should I really vote for Wanjiko when she's vying for I don't know a senatorial or a, mm-hmm. a, or an MCA seat mm-hmm. let's also talk about another important queen who you know led the Ashanti king uh, the Ashanti empire which is currently Ghana yes that is Queen Ya Ashantewa mm-hmm. i am sh- definitely sure you've heard about Queen Ya Ashantewa and you've definitely heard about Ashanti empire because i remember this from our you know geography lessons and history lessons in high school so um what can you ta- what can you say about Queen Ya Ashantewa she inspired her community mm-hmm. especially the women yeah she talked that women we should take up the challenge mm-hmm. if these men cannot take up the challenge yeah that really mean that really means that uh, she was ready to fight for the community and she was ready and willing to give uh, to bring production economically socially and uh, politically yeah. give her views yeah. in this uh, position yeah. because um, just a minute mm-hmm. gathering your community mm-hmm. either gen- uh, all the genders in that community and telling them that uh, or even encouraging women to fight mm-hmm. and even to take up challenge mm-hmm. it really means uh, it really brings change and a positive change mm-hmm. because sometimes we can't say that we are leaving this position for men. Yeah. We shall leave these positions for men and at the end of the day we find that men are not really taking up yeah. to those positions. Yeah. Or acting the way they are supposed to act um, when they are holding that position. And I, I'm really um, interested in the fact that you've mentioned the fact that um, Queenia Ashantewa inspired the leaders of her community and she was basically telling them that if the men in this community are not ready to defend their people, yes. then the women are going to rise up to the challenge. Yeah. That tells you a lot, even about that community that was living in the Ashanti Empire. They those believed. Women, yeah. They believed in, uh, in, uh, in uh, Queen Aya. They really believed in Queen Aya Ashantewa. And you know, even the women in that kingdom, if women in that kingdom are capable to protect their own community, then what does that tell you, you know, about them? Because basically they were trying to fight the British Empire. All these women were talking about they're trying to prevent colonizers from, you know, getting into their territory. Mm-hmm. So even Queen Aya was talking about, you know, I am preventing the British people from entering to Ghana because mm-hmm. remember Ashanti, the Ashanti Empire is currently now located in Ghana. Mm-hmm. So, um, and basically, if I really remember correctly, when we're talking about um, Queen Ya Ashantewa, it was all about the war of the golden stool. Mm-hmm. It was about oh. the war of the golden stool. Yes. So you can imagine, I remember even uh, somewhere I was reading when they were just saying that um, 
the colonizer even had to take that stool literally mm-hmm. and sit on that stool just to show that you know they've really won this war yes but we're, we're talking about um the the women rule when it came to fighting for you know for 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 the african liberation yeah. so to speak mm-hmm. let's now move to nigeria Wow. Okay. And when we are moving to Nigeria, we are going to be talking about Queen Aminatu, who is Queen Amina. Yes. And another important thing that I really like about the um, Queen Aminatu, Queen Aminatu was a Muslim, mm-hmm. was a Hausa Muslim. Mm-hmm. That tells me a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, Muslim women can mm-hmm. also lead. Mm-hmm. Muslim women should be able to lead because mm-hmm. from our own history, we can see that. Uh, Queen Amina was instrumental in expanding her territory. Mm-hmm. Remember all the women we've spoken about, mm-hmm. they were trying to protect their territory from uh, from invasions, mm-hmm. maybe the French, the British. Mm-hmm. But with Queen Aminatu, mm-hmm. who was in Nigeria, mm-hmm. she really expanded the Zazu territory, the Zazau territory. True. And that, that that for me first of all is really um a big and she was Muslim. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and um, we also talked about the fact that Queen Amina was also able to create trade routes throughout North Africa. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. here, what are we talking about then? If a Muslim wima, woman, a Hausa Muslim specifically, yeah. from Nigeria, mm-hmm. is able to expand her territory mm-hmm. and protect her people while expanding it, mm-hmm. you know, because I remember she was even building walls and all that around the territories that she's conquered. Mm-hmm. Why then are we still believing right now that our fellow women, our fellow Muslims, you know, we, we, we don't want our Muslim women to lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even I really know of, uh, you know, a lot of Muslim women who are really instrumental right now yes. in whatever it is they are doing. When it comes to media, we have Akina Amina Abdukadir. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to even the CSAs, you know, we've had CSAs who are Muslims, yes. Muslim women. Even the Tanzanian president. Exactly. <laughs> so it yeah. does not even matter which religion you are practicing matter. as a woman. Yes. You, are, you, st- you should actually still have an opportunity to participate in leadership. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you learn from Queen Amina? What's the one thing when we're talking about Queen Aminatu that, you know, comes in mind? Oh, what I can remember that it was that uh, she was a well-trained uh, mm-hmm. woman yeah. in war. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. So that tells you something in itself. Because if you're able to, you know, expand your territory, that means that you're pushing back other people. You're ready for the for, 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 for change. Yeah. I mean, what I just want to tell uh, the people is that uh, women care. Mm-hmm. Women uh, definitely will not sit back and let... Uh, someone invade their territory and and uh, and uh, and keep quiet mm-hmm. i just want to say that uh when women are given these chances mm-hmm. and when women now vote for their women mm-hmm. because it is said that uh, women are the enemies of 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 another woman i don't believe that yeah me too i don't believe that when women form a specific goal Mm-hmm. They know that or a specific task that they want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. They set their mind to it and they actually accomplish it. Yes. 
Yeah. So for me, when we're talking about Queen Amina, if if she she was really um, interested in setting her mind to expanding her territory. Yes. And she actually really got that, mm-hmm. regardless of whether she is a woman or whether she is a Muslim. Mm-hmm. And you've said that she was really well trained and she was also fearsome. Mm-hmm. So the next thing I want us to ask ourselves, mm-hmm. um, I'd want us to talk about um, the women who are in politics right now in mm-hmm. Kenya. You know, mm-hmm. before the uh, before the election, so to speak. Yeah. And we also know about women who are trying to vie for positions. We know about Mother Karua, mm-hmm. who is vying with Baba. Mm-hmm. She is a woman. Mm-hmm. And when you read her history in terms of politics, you see a lot of challenges that she has had to go through. Yeah. You are actually even inspired as a woman. For example, like me as a woman who'd want to get into politics someday, mm-hmm. I see her path mm-hmm. and I'm just, I'm just I'm motivated because she's been through a lot of challenges. She's actually been through, she has won a lot. She has achieved a lot in her political journey, so to speak. Mm-hmm. She has led her community, mm-hmm. which she was an MP. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who, 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 is the, who is the current woman who's in, politic or in politics and who is vi- or vying for polit- or political um, seats that inspires you. Um. I would really not say inspire, mm-hmm. but I support all women uh-huh. <laughs> who are uh, uh, vying for this position. Yeah. It is not an easy path. Yeah. It is not a uh, walk in the path. Mm-hmm. It is a, a path that also needs support yeah. from uh, fellow men yes. and from fellow women. Yeah. And um, if the chance is given to these women also mm-hmm. in this politics, mm-hmm. We will go far, and we will uh, we will uh, experience changes. Yes, in this uh, in in our country. Yeah, when it comes to social, economic, and political uh, diversities, mm-hmm. basically, I believe that uh, women, women, women—they are the power and the tool of change they because are. it starts from uh, it's it starts from the uh, from the family. From yeah. the family setup, yeah, where uh, they are trained well to take care of the family, mm-hmm. they are trained well to make decisions, yeah, they are trained well to protect, especially when it comes to when you are a woman and you are the firstborn, mm-hmm. you have to take care of your siblings, you have to, and make decisions that are of the best interest to, to them, yes, for sure, for sure. I really agree with you. We also have people like Naomi Shaban. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember Naomi Shaban. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, that's a person um, from Taveta, of course. And um, Naomi Shaban is also, for me, an inspiration when it comes to her political journey. Mm-hmm. And um, she's currently, um, she's been the, um, the leader of majority party in parliament. She's really represented... Um, Women in parliament, let me put it like that. She's been an inspiration that a woman can also be, you know, in parliament mm-hmm. and conduct the duties that they're supposed to conduct. True. We can also not forget, about. we can't forget about um, Gladys Bose Sholei. Do you yes. remember Sholei? I do. I remember Sholei when she was in judiciary. Yes. She made strides. Mm-hmm. I remember her right now when she's, uh, you know, a woman representative for mm-hmm. Wasingishu County. Oh, yes. She's still making good strides. You know, these are some of the women who inspire me in terms of their political journey mm-hmm. and also in terms of their career. Because remember, this woman did not just come from nowhere. When you're talking yeah. about um, Gladys Sholei, mm-hmm. Audrable Gladys Sholei did not just come out of nowhere. You know, she studied. Mm-hmm. 
she went into you know um judiciary she mm -hmm. did her diploma in law also in KSL mm -hmm. she studied law in UON mm -hmm. you know she's worked as a lecturer mm -hmm. you know she's been a chief registrar of the judiciary mm -hmm. even if she was you know even if she was um you know what's what's the name even if she was um dismissed mm -hmm. from being the chief registrar of judiciary in 2013 because of gross misconduct and corruption. Mm -hmm. Aside from that, when I say I'm inspired by a woman's journey, mm -hmm. I'm not saying that this specific woman has not made mistakes. Mm -hmm. I am learning from her mistakes and yes. I can also see her learning from her own mistakes yes. and becoming a better person because of course some things are allegations and we are not here to, you know, but Gladys Bosholé is uh, one person who's really been uh, you know, instrumental in, uh, you know, um, motivating me. Can we also not forget Elizabeth Ongoro? Oh, yes. How ca We cannot <laughs> end this conversation without talking about Elizabeth Ongoro. <laughs> you know, she, 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 she was in Kasara representing Kasarani constituents. She's actually done a lot when mm -hmm. it comes to politics. Mm -hmm. And I remember she was under the ODM ticket. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, there's actually a lot, a lot of women. We can't even finish talking about women who have you know ha are really instrumental when it comes to um politics do you have a specific woman that you know you, you can talk about Mimi, personally right now i come from kasarani mm -hmm. and we've been led by masi gakuya mm -hmm. she's a woman mm -hmm. She is someone who's done a lot of things in Kasarani constituency. Mm -hmm. She is someone who still wants to vie again mm -hmm. um, in the very coming um, elections. Mm -hmm. So I have been surrounded with women who are in politics and have done a lot. Mm -hmm. And I have also learned from their mistakes. And basically what I'm telling people today is that just make sure as a woman, go vote. Let us first start there. I'm encouraging all women to get out of their houses and go vote on the 9th of August, True. 2022. Yes. Partici I agree also yeah, yeah. that women should come out mm -hmm. in large numbers yeah. and vote, 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 because you are exercising your democratic right. Yeah. It is your right to participate in election, mm -hmm. and it is, it is your right to participate in voting. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And with you voting, it will bring a lot of uh, change, because... As you vote, you are also airing your 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 interest in uh, you know what you want your representative to do for you. Yeah. So I am saying that you siko, I'm kama pema, pick a chai kona taku pick a chai. Yeah. Tembea, acha watoto ata kuanini kuaneba. Yeah. Kimbia when you vote, uh -huh. because women we really need women in 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 in, in politics yeah. and even in. Uh, taking positions in corporates and yes. even taking position in any sector, judiciary, executive, legislatures. Yes, and I'd also add in the fact that even if you're a woman who is pregnant, mm -hmm. make sure you also go and vote because IEBC, um, the commission itself has really come out and said that if you're pregnant, you know, mm -hmm. we give you first priorities mm -hmm. when it comes to voting. We're not going to make you, you know, arrange a very big line. So mm -hmm. even if you're pregnant, remember you're carrying the future. The future of the, the kid you're carrying is in your hands. Mm -hmm. So if you're a pregnant woman, mm -hmm. go vote. Mm -hmm. e Women with disabilities, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. let nothing stop you. Mm -hmm. Get out there, mm -hmm. go and vote. Mm -hmm. Feel free to vote for whoever you want. We are not here telling you to vote for women only. We know that men also have the capability of leading us. But we're also say, talking to the general public and we're telling them, women have always been great leaders. 
they shall continue to be great leaders mm -hmm. and let us give them an opportunity here in Kenya. Yes. Yes. So um, your parting shot, Diana, as we close this discussion. <laughs> I will <laughs> say <laughs> that uh, when a woman is given a meaningful position or even meaningful uh, uh, to be represented in uh, in legislatures, uh, executive, yeah. judiciary, or whichever, whichever <laughs> Uh, position that you are holding mm -hmm. in that company, mm -hmm. or even if you are your own boss, mm -hmm. definitely I will say that uh, strive higher, higher and higher. Okay, when you are elected as a MCA, oh, next time just uh, you know come out and say that you want to be a, a senator. Yeah. Next time, come out and say that uh, you know we should not be limited. Yes, as women, yeah. by the views of our husbands, mm -hmm. by the views of uh, of uh, anyone, yeah, we should not be limited because if one has a dream, definitely that dream is valid, yeah, and, and that dream will come into 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 light, yeah, for sure. If you run for that dream mm -hmm. and if you run for that, uh, um. Oh, for what you believe in. Yeah, for yes. sure, for sure. Thank you so much for telling us that. And for me, my parting shot, I'm going to talk about the fact that um, women's political par participation is fundamental. Mm -hmm. Especially when it comes, again, to genuine democracy mm -hmm. and also gender equality. And when we're talking mm -hmm. about women's political participation, mm -hmm. we're able to facilitate um, a woman's direct engagement in public decision-making. Yeah. And when you're able to make a decision, mm -hmm. you're able to ensure there is better accountability to you as a woman. Yes. So basically what I mean is that mm -hmm. if to, on, on 9th I wake up and go um, vote for someone, mm -hmm. I will be making a decision. True. And if that person enters in government or not, mm -hmm. I, I need the person who enters in government to become accountable mm -hmm. to me as a woman. Mm -hmm. So I want them to remember that they should not perpetuate gender inequality. Mm -hmm. I want them to remember that uh, when, when I go to the hospital mm -hmm. to give birth, mm -hmm. I am able to get nurses and doctors who are able to treat me because they've been paid well by the government. Mm -hmm. I'm able to remember that mm -hmm. they are putting my maternal care into consideration. Mm -hmm. So again... I encourage people to go out and vote in large numbers. I encourage women to get out of the house and go and vote. And I encourage women to also participate in politics in terms of getting elected, get, going for a nominated position or an elected position. True. Yeah, so um, this has been really a good discussion. Thank you so much, Ms. Diana Aruka, for joining us today. We appreciate you. Thank you. And guys, continue listening in, and thank you for listening to this end. And in case you have any comments, suggestions, feel free to even tell us how has a woman empowered you? What do you think is the importance of having women in politics? Until next time, bye. Music Podcasts, the home of podcasts in Kenya.